Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys. We are back with another great episode of Bass Cash Radio. I am Brian, your host. And as you guys can see, you got me tonight. There's no geek with us tonight for those who are watching us on YouTube on Bass Cash Radio, our brand new YouTube channel we came out with a couple of months ago. So, yep, tonight it is just me, and you get to see me. So, wow, what a show we have for you guys tonight. We got Mr. Taylor Watkins, guys. NPFL three-time champion is going to be on with us tonight. But before we get started, want to talk really quick, guys. Don't forget, this weekend is the BassCast.com's tournament on Smith Mount Lake. It is our final regular season. Final regular season, that is, guys. And don't forget, for those who have fished with us already, you have to fish three events to qualify for our chat. Classic. And I was saying the check. It's going to be probably over $1,000, plus the rest of the pot, going to our 2022 champions. So thank you again to everyone who has fished with us this year. We've had a great year. Lots of great anglers have fished with us. Kayak series had a lot of new anglers come out fish fish with us. So thank you all and everyone for fishing with the basscast.com in 2022. Uh, we hope to have the schedule out. We're probably gonna wait till after this event to release the schedule. Um, guys, a bunch of schedules have come out. I have been posting them on the website, so head on over and check them out, add them to your your calendar. Sorry, guys, I went to the dentist today. But um, so I sound a little crazy, but yes, crazy here. So, yeah, so schedules are up. We're adding more. There's one more wait to, that needs to get some dates knocked out, approved. And then once they do that, then we'll release our schedule. And we already have an idea what we're going to do. So we'll just be sharing it with you guys between now and our championship in December. Um, Thebasscast.com went up to Augusta County and hung out. Well, Stanton hung out with Augusta County Bass. And as you guys also the, saw the photo, Boom, boom, missile, baits. Mr. John Cruz and I got to hang out, which is always a great time. Uh, guys, if you are looking for a club and you're in that area, and I know people from Roanoke that fish with them because they do fish all over a lot of lakes. Um, Augusta County Bass, make sure you guys are following them. They have their own expo. They have their own tournament series, and which is a club, guys. And they do a lot of other great things. So, Looking for something to be a part of in the fishing community. Augusta County is where it's at. Um, I will tell you this, that has, they have grown. I mean, I remember when it was 20, 25, 30 anglers, not boats, anglers. This year, 
they expanded a lot and uh they averaged about 20 to 30 boats a tournament so for a club event it was 60 some people at the dinner great dinner guys lots of great stuff given away and i want to thank them personally for the invite and like i said it's always great to see everyone hang out with everyone so thank you guys again and hopefully we'll get to see you guys next year i guess a lot of them at the big bass tour because a lot of them come down here and fish that twice a year and that's on the schedule as well this year this already on the basscast.com schedule so um that's it for me um i know cat the sunday if you guys want to come on out fish that and then like i said december championship there's another cat event left uh i'm gonna probably try to swing down to bugs and cover that one of the cat and other cat events so there's a lot is happening here at thebasscast.com. Thank you guys for following. Thank you guys for being a part of us. <clears throat> I want to let you guys know um, you're going to see some changes coming really soon here. Um, we had talked about phase three. Phase three will happen. Um, we are going to be building a new website. And, you know, I ain't going to lie. It's costing a lot of money. If you guys would like to be a part of that, um, make donations reach out to me, media at thebasscast.com or brian at thebasscast.com or just hit us up on social media. And uh, I, I don't want to like, you know, because it is over and above our regular expenses that we do here. And we just do this for you guys. We make no money. We might as well call ourselves a nonprofit because it ain't no profit here. Because once I buy everything, pay for everything, pay for the content, Bruce, Derek, all our great writers, Alicia covering events, we break even each and every year, but we love doing it. It's something awesome. We love being a part of, and we love supporting all the anglers right here in North, South Virginia, the East Coast. So thank you guys for being a part of us. Like I said, if you'd like to be a part of the brand new website, like to be a Patreon, whatever you guys want to call it, reach out to me and just say, we'd like to be a part of the Um, I said... Some changes will be coming as well to the podcast. It's not a definite, but we're working with some people right now, talking to them. So that's a lot happening behind the scenes that we're getting ready for 2023. Serving you out on the water. So, guys, before we bring Mr. Watkins on, guys. Hey, don't forget our, about our sponsor right here. It is Wildland Coffee. Boom. There you guys go. Wildland Coffee. Do you ever wish... Your morning coffee on the lake or river was easier and better tasting. How frustrating it is to have your a French press and to have to clean it up or, God forbid, you drink instant coffee. That's why Wildland Coffee exists to solve the problems. Wildland Coffee is a proud supporter of the podcast, and we are stoked to support. They are stoked to support us, which is pretty freaking awesome because, guys, it's awesome. Wildland Coffee puts delicious, freshly ground coffee into a tea bag. You might be thinking. It can't be good, but it is. Hear me out, though. It tastes just like a French press, but it has the ease of tea. All you need is hot water and eight minutes. Make a great cup of coffee. I'm serious, guys. This the stuff right here is awesome. Wildlandcoffee.co. If you enter the code BASSCAST10, you get 10% off. But this right here has pretty much will pretty much when i travel in 2023 replace my french press because i can boil some water and with that eight minutes have an amazing cup of coffee and you guys know i'm a 
big coffee drinker. A lot of people know. So, yeah. So tonight, Mr. Taylor Watkins, we're going to talk about his three, three NPFL wins and his latest one down in Florida. So you guys, he'd be, we'll be right back with Mr. Taylor Watkins. Taylor Watkins, welcome back to the show, brother. Thanks for coming on with us. You're in a different location than you have been with us the last couple of episodes we've had you on. Yeah, dude. Uh, I got a opportunity of a lifetime, I guess. So uh, we're in Southern Illinois chasing whitetails. Uh, and it, this has always been kind of like, I've been up here a few times, but we've always hunted public land. Right. And uh, this is the first opportunity that I've ever gotten to hunt like a private farm with big deer on it. And dude, I, I haven't connected yet, but mm. uh, it, it's been fun, dude. I, I, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, the, it. It's just completely different up here than it is in Tennessee and Alabama. Yeah. How many acres you are, are you on? You know, uh, this farm that we're hunting right now is a thousand acres. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome they, that one of the guys there at camp uh he he shot a monster uh yesterday afternoon is just I, wherever they brought that thing out i'm like oh my goodness if i saw that thing i'd probably just pass out and fall out of the tree <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny yes yeah. it is that time of the year everyone because my instagram feed has died because there's nothing but hunting <laughs> yeah and not I, good for tackle business. <laughs> no, it's it's not good for it's not good for bass geek right now because no one's really fishing and only the ones who are dedicated, which we got a bunch around here. Thank you. Thank you, everyone that is and dedicated to us. Yeah. So it's only the ones that dedicate, but the rest of you guys, I think for us, uh rifle begins Saturday right here in Virginia. Yeah. So uh yeah, it's uh right now all I see is photos of deer, and I saw I saw one that shot in Roanoke, Virginia today, which was a very nice looking deer. Uh, you know, I guess it's muzzle loader. She's, I don't know much about that. My dad owned a gun, but never went hunting. I think I saw him shoot it one time is to shoot mistletoe out of a tree for my his mother. So that was, <laughs> that was about it. We all dedicate ourselves to the J O B and yourself. You dedicated a, another win and we don't even want to call it a job. Cause I mean, you keep cashing checks signing autographs and you know you just want another one down in uh down in florida yeah man it was uh i don't even know what to say at this point just it i don't know just blessed man just this is uh everything that i've dreamed dreamed of everything that i've prayed for everything that i've worked for for years and years and years is just all coming together at once and uh i I don't know, man. I'm just along for the ride, and and it's it's been awesome. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. The past two years have been amazing. That's awesome, dude. What do you think about you know you know we we brought this up on another show. I know we did, and we were talking about schedules because you know Bassmaster FL you know Major League Fishing. I still want to say FLW, but Major League Fishing. You know they all start <laughs> they all start in Florida, work their way up, and you guys kind of hit around and came back down to Florida. So what was your thoughts on that? I mean, when the schedule came out and you said, we're going to Florida in November. Yeah, I didn't really know. Uh, I, I was just optimistic. And 
I didn't think it was going to be great. I, you know, I didn't think it was going to be like great, great fishing, but I really got to thinking about it and I started digging in and doing as much research as I could. There wasn't a lot of research to be done. I mean, there's never been a national tournament per se down there in the fall, but I did have one advantage. Um, I had fished a team championship on Harris uh, the first week in December, uh, about three years ago. And uh, Matthew Robertson won it. And he won it on a shell bar, on a big crankbait, and a big swimbait, fishing it just like the Tennessee River. And so I remembered that. And I started my practice off kind of, looking for something like that and i don't know luckily i found it so i mean you crushed this thing dude by six pounds <laughs> you crushed it by six pounds yeah i mean it's it a whole bass bad. you won by a bass <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, you... I wish the i don't know if you watched live or not uh and and if y'all haven't man if y'all didn't watch that final day of live go back to youtube and look up tnpfl.com or tnpfl youtube page and watch that first 45 minutes it was unbelievable but i lost one it was it was a 10 pounder i'm sure wow i could have shot a basketball in its mouth when it jumped i could have just mj just shot a basketball in its mouth that's how big it was (laughs) holy cow uh guys he finished the final day like he's saying right there uh with 28 (laughs) pounds 11 ounces yeah, that one would have put me over 30. So holy cow, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh yeah, I uh, I think I, I'm owed a little bit. I reached out to you right before the events that I wish you good luck and everything, man. It's like scratching the globe for you or something. I did well, a podcast do that from now on. <laughs> I know I did a podcast. Uh uh Cruz one hit the first Bassmaster Elite event at the beginning of the year, and we got him to do a podcast with us at night. Because the guest backed out. So we said, we're going to get Cruz. So we called Cruz. Cruz said, I don't want to turn on the video. But then he went and won a tournament. So he's like, dude, you're my good luck charm. I'm like, maybe. I doubt it, though. I can't win anything. <laughs> Hopefully somebody else can. So let's talk about the event itself. Going into that, you know, you, you said you felt optimistic about the event. But what did practice look like for you? Um, so the first day of practice, uh, what research I had done, uh, I went back. There was a MLF tournament there um and a lot of the guys were fishing current and we had just had the hurricane well mm-hmm. i say just had but it was recent so i kind of had in my mind that there was probably going to be some current and the first half of the first day of practice you have to excuse me i got a little cough <coughs> but uh the first half of the first day of practice i uh started looking for that current and i fished some canals and different little it's got some little creeks that run in and stuff uh down there on the Kissimmee chain and it was mediocre you know it wasn't anything great I could get a few bites but it just wasn't anything great and so then about halfway through the first day I started looking kind of offshore and I was on Toho and I started looking through you know, the hydrilla and uh, all the offshore stuff, looking for shell bars, looking for hydrilla, just using my electronics. And I think I ended up catching one three-pounder out there 
the whole rest of the day of practice. So I kind of felt like Toho was kind of, I don't want to say off, but it wasn't great. Right. So day two of practice, I went down to Kissimmee and uh, just started piddling around, just fishing, just whatever looked good. I was fishing. Uh, I was actually fishing up in the stuff. Like I, I felt like that the water had been high. And so I felt like some of those fish may have pushed back. And so I started trying to get to areas that I could get to the bank and just trying something different. I fished offshore the first day of practice for most of the day, didn't have much luck. So I was then going to try and go all the way to the bank. Uh, that wasn't working out very well. I think I caught one or two, but you could tell that they were super dark fish, super right. black, you know, like they were resident fish to that area. They weren't fish coming in living in the shade (laughs) yeah so uh i actually went across this spot i was driving and however i went through it i was like man that that looks right you know i just had this gut feeling like right that looks right and i shut the boat down about a half mile past it and i was like i need to fish this area it just the area looked good and, and I don't know why, I can't tell you why. Uh, I guess the main deal was it was kind of north-facing <laughs> and uh, that current coming down. And I knew okay. that a little bit of current was kind of coming through that little ditch in behind that island and all that stuff. And I put the troll motor down. First cast, I throw and my bait hits the water and I spooked one. And I'm like, okay, you know, like and it, it was a good fish. And I was like, okay, well, I made about three or four more casts and I caught a small one. And then fish started coming up schooling in this little small, tight little area in amongst the pads. And I threw a topwater in there and I caught like a three and a half pounder. So then I just put my power poles down. And I start watching, you know, like at that point, I'm like, well, let me see what's going on here. You yeah. Know? Well, they kept schooling in that small little area. It was probably a 25 yards around, 30 yards around. Were there bait they around? Or there was bait in there, but okay. it was a shell bar. It was oh. a shell bar in amongst the pads. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> light bulb goes off. I'm like, that area that I ran through about a half mile up there, I need to go back and check that. Like, that's a perfect place for a shell bar. There's probably a little bit of current coming through. Uh, I just need to go up there and check that. So I literally just fished my way all the way to it. Well, I knew there was fish here. So let me just expand and see what happens, you know. And I fished my way all the way up. And I got a couple of bites on the way. But I got up to the mouth of that little ditch. And I got out on the point, And I panned out into the lake with, uh, with live scope. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen so many fish on live scope in my entire wow, life. Wow, dude. And I picked up a jerk bait, threw a jerk bait out. I snatched it down about three or four times, three or four times, and about five or six of them come up off the bottom, and like a five pounder ate it. And I'm wow. like, oh my goodness! And so then I just started panning around, like I literally just started trolling around and panning and looking. And man, there was just fish everywhere. That's and so cool. I just picked up, I picked up the troll motor and left. You know, I'm like, okay you know this is a good spot and my wife actually called like an hour later and checking in you know and she's like how's it going and i said i found the winning spot 
and she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, if they stay and they're still there, like, I will win this. For tournament. all three days, and, guys. Yeah, for three all days. All three yeah. days. Yeah. And, uh, and it just, I, you know, of course, so uh, day three, day three practice is very important as well. So I had found this fish. <laughs> I tried to duplicate it in other places around the lake. Didn't really find much. Uh, and then, but, but you probably three, didn't really, but you probably didn't want to be found, to be honest. Well, I mean, like I was trying to find more places just like that one, right? To see if there was more fish doing the same thing throughout yeah. the lake. Um, so day three of practice, I went back to Kissimmee. I knew I was going to fish Kissimmee. And I was like, I need to figure something else out. Like, I need, I can't just have this one spot. Like, I need something else. And so I fished and fished and fished. And I felt like I was fishing too fast. And so I told myself, I was like, Taylor, you're in Florida. Just slow down <laughs> and, and, and like, just slow down. You're fishing too fast. And I literally sat down and tied on a worm, tied on the big, uh, Oh, power bait man. worm that i was catching them on and i just started throwing it around and i was fishing the main lake you know still trying to look for kind of the same deal you know looking with live scope and stuff seeing if i seen anything and actually i threw to a patch of pencil reeds that was mixed with kasimi grass and i threw it in there and drug it up to the pencil reeds and it went don't and it was a 475 holy and cow I, dude and i'm like okay, I need to go look for more of this. So I cut my hook off, sat down, fired the motor up, took off, just driving down the lake, and I'm like, there's some. And I stopped on it, cast it to it, boom. And, and I had my hook off and everything, but I could tell it was a good one. Yeah. Dropped a waypoint. I went to the next patch that I saw, which was like a, just a couple hundred yards away, idled down to it. I made about three casts and got another bite. So that was three bites and on the exact same thing. So I pulled the trolling motor up and I sat down and I drove the entire lake. I went around every island. I went around every, wow. the entire Lake Kissimmee. And I marked everywhere that I saw that. Everywhere that I saw that exact cover with the pencil reeds mixed in on yeah. the edge of the Kissimmee grass, I marked it. Holy cow. And, uh, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That actually saved my entire tournament on day two. That yeah, because day move, two was a little rough, it looked like. <clears throat> so day two, day one, so moving to the tournament. Yeah. Day day one, uh, I went down there to that spot. I pulled up. Nobody on it. Pulled up. Found the fish. I caught. I had probably 15 pounds, 16 pounds maybe. And uh, that's when Ron, uh, Ron Johnson pulled up and he pulled up. And as soon as he pulled up, I set the hook on like a four pounder. And Ron says, 
you know, he starts trying to ask me to come in and fish and all that stuff, you know, and I told Ron, I was like, hey, give me like two minutes. I got a call. I don't want to make a mistake. And Ron was at, was top notch. I mean, as good as anybody could be, he literally sat there and did not make a single cast until I got done calling. Wow. And I got done calling and I stood up and we talked about it and, and, and we talked it out. And Ron was like, this area is plenty big for two people. <clears throat> and I was like, you know, I understand, you know, like I know. And uh, I said, well, I'll tell you what, it's just going to be us two. And that's it, you know. And then so me and Ron ended up fishing the same spot. Uh, I caught 20 pounds and left. And I went and ran in my little deal that I was talking mm-hmm. about with the pencil reach. Cold up to 24 pounds. I just, I felt like I wanted to leave. You know, like I caught 20 pounds off of it. Like, I felt like that was good. Then I ran around, cold up to 24. Like, I was like, mission accomplished. You know, like, we're we're going to be right where we need to be. And then I was devastated whenever Ron came in with 26. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, but it was confidence, too, that there was big ones there. You know, yeah. so. And, and I lost a big one that day. I lost a six or seven pounder as well, you know, off of that spot that would have put me up there at that 26 pound range. Wow. But, um, so day two, uh, the wind blew really bad and it completely blew that spot out. Uh, I think Ron caught like two little keepers off of it or something. And I started fishing around and I went into that ditch, the little ditch that I was talking about, the whole cut through. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's when I found that the fish had moved. The fish had moved into that little ditch, and I could see them on live scope. And I think I, I caught three. Uh, two of them were decent ones, but I just couldn't get it going. I, I, I don't know what the deal was at the waves uh, crashing the lily pads around and all that stuff. Just had them messed up. But uh, I actually left and came back and tried again. And couldn't get on the bike, but I could see them. Right. And then I had 10 to 12 pounds, something like that. And everywhere that I went to fish, my little pencil reeds and everything, the wind was blowing in on it. And they were just, I mean, it was blowing hard on day two. Wow. So I sat down and I had marked a couple waypoints on the very north end of the lake. The wind was blowing out of that, like, uh, northeast, Mm kind of. Uh, east northeast kind of wind and uh I, I i looked at that map and i said the wind will not be blowing here i don't know if i can get bit i have never fished it i, I literally was driving on pad and marked this spot you know oh, like wow. that looks right and marked it so i took off to it pulled up i think it was like two o'clock it, it was a little bit after two live had already went off i had to be back at 4 30 and i still had to go up and go through the lock and all that and uh i stayed positive man i just i just stayed positive and got up there and and slowed down and picked up my worm and i caught a five pounder i'm like okay we just saved our day you know and then about 20 minutes later i caught one that was like four and three quarters oh wow bumped this up to 17 10 you know and saved the whole day saved my whole tournament Were we Carolina rigging that worm? No, it was a Texas rig worm. 
Texas rig. Okay. Yeah. So I was throwing it up into the edge of the Kissimmee grass. I was throwing it. I would throw it up into the edge of the Kissimmee grass about a foot or two. And, and then just slowly work it back out. And those big fish were sitting right on the edges of the Kissimmee grass and the lily pads. So, uh, wow. but it had to be mixed. It had to okay. be mixed with, with the, uh, with a Kissimmee grass. So a Kissimmee grass and pencil reed or pad mix. It couldn't be just one or the other by itself. They wouldn't be there. No. But so you uh, finished day, three, day two yeah. was seventeen seven. Yeah. And then day three, the twenty eight eleven. Holy cow. So day three, I had a game plan, you know, uh, go down to that first spot. Um, and, and I felt like that those fish were going to be stacked up in that ditch. But I needed to check the main area that we had caught them on day one first. <laughs> so that's what I did. I stopped on the main area. And I use my electronics, Bass Boat Electronics has got my electronics set up and dialed in. I'm talking about, I can see everything. And I, I put the troll motor down and I start panning around and everything. And, and I could tell the fish just were not set up. They, they were moving around a lot. There was fish out there, but they were just moving. And they were right. set up in a feeding position. And so I made my way, just, I sat down and I went straight towards that ditch. And I went straight in that ditch and I put my nose in that ditch and I panned over with a live scope and I turned around and told my cameraman, I said, they're here and it's fixing to go down. And he was like, you're live. <laughs> and I mean, I cast it in there and it never hit bottom. I threw that worm in there and it never hit bottom. Wow. It was just on, man. It, uh, I guess I probably had close to 24 and a half to 25 pounds and probably 30 minutes. Maybe we got to go watch and, uh, that. And, and I lost a 10 pounder. And holy uh, cow. Yeah. And, and it was all, it was all on live. Y'all can go watch it. It, I mean, it, it was, it was awesome. We'll have to find a link to that and put it in the description of this podcast. Did the weather change the final date or did it go back to the same conditions or day number one? No. Um, so I, I actually looked at my weather app the night before. And I noticed that that wind was going from that north, northeast to an east, straight east wind. Well, I had an island on my east side, and that island was blocking the wind. Oh. So it was still blowing. Like, yes. it was still blowing hard, but it didn't have all the residual waves and all of that stuff. And luckily, the water didn't get muddy from the day before. Usually in Florida, that's what you have. Like, that water will muddy up and dingy up, but it stayed clean and... uh man it, it just worked out i just i got fortunate that that i located the fish and then survived on day two and then relocated them on day three so what were your main baits you're using for the weekend <clears throat> um it was a the big deal was uh i was throwing a half ounce weight on a texas rig and uh it was a berkeley power bait power worm it Color? was a black grape Okay. Yeah. Uh, just old school, man. Like, um, I don't know. I've, I've kind of developed live scope to be kind of, I use it different than other people do. Uh, I'm a flipper pitcher, like power fisherman, and I've kind of developed live scope to fit my style of fishing, that power fishing, you know, just kind of old school, 
jig, big worm, you know, spinnerbait. Like, yeah. that's how I like to fish, but I'm still using live scope to help me locate those fish. And, and, and then, I mean, I would have caught a great bag on that final day, but I was able to put that bait on those, on those fish every cast instead of just casting down through there and maybe 50% of the time I was casting to a fish. Yeah. I would say 85 to 90% of the time I was casting to a fish, you know, with live scope. So. Wow. So you're casting, you had light wind, you're casting out in front of you, which the, the, I guess say the uh, water and everything's coming towards you. Correct. Yeah. Cause it had a I little mean, bit of, it wasn't a lot of current, but there yeah, was the definitely a little, little in there. So, That's pretty. Go ahead. It, it it wasn't like I don't call it a lot of current, but okay. there was definitely a funnel there to funnel some current in there. So the fish bit really good in the morning, and then for whatever reason at eleven o'clock, like I could see on my livescope that the bait lifted up off the bottom, and the bait just kind of started suspending. And I think the bass just kind of tucked into the the pads or whatever. And I think everything just chilled out for like four hours. So from like 11 to 2, it was just dead. Like I caught, I don't know, one or two fish maybe. And then at 2 o'clock, it was like a light switch went off. I mean, exactly like 158. I turned around and told my cameraman, I said, I'm seeing them again. Like I'm starting to see them on live right. again. And then by like 2.15, uh, I caught another six-pounder. And then at like 3.30, I caught another six-pounder. Was the water temperature <laughs> rising as well? Or, you know, I, you know, I've never fished Florida. I ain't going to lie. I've never fished it my whole entire life. But what do you think was changing the conditions between that time you know, that so fired Florida, fish up? Florida is exactly the opposite of where me and you are from. Okay. So, um in Florida, for the fish to spawn, the water has to cool. Okay. So we wait on the water to warm up. Right. The fish in Florida wait on the water to cool down. Um, <clears throat> the week before that, they had well all the rain, and then the week before that, where we got there, the water was in the 70s. Uh, it, it was a super hot week. I mean about heat stroke where I got out to get down there. <laughs> it was like 98 where we got there. I'd left Tennessee. It was like 30 in the morning. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, the day. it's sad. Yeah, <laughs> I stepped out of the truck and it was like 98 with an index of 110. Good was, gosh. Man, yeah, I was sweating, buddy. And uh, But it warmed up. You know, the water temperature warmed back up. But those fish were definitely pre-spawned. Like, they were setting up getting ready to move back behind this island and go shallow to spawn. Like they right. were getting ready to do their deal. <laughs> well, dude, congratulations on the win. Thanks. Another one, a hundred thousand plus dollars in 2022. Helps buy a few groceries. Helps pay some entry fees for 2023. Um, yeah. Look, you know, the season's over. Looking back on 2022, what, what's what been your biggest takeaway, man? You started a bait company. I mean, you start, you bought a bait company. I mean, you've yeah. added a whole lot to your plate. I mean, but fishing-wise, what do you think's your biggest takeaway? I don't know, man. Just um, 
you know, getting comfortable. Uh, after, so go back two years ago when I started MPFL, dude, I was broke, like broke, broke. I'm still broke, but, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, we just keep dumping it back in, you know, it's just like this big revolving door. But, uh, like, I had to cut checks, you know, yeah. and, and it was a lot of pressure. Well, after I won the first term, you know, the one that I won at Grand, man, it just, all that pressure and everything just kind of subsided, which at Grand, I didn't have any pressure because I had cashed a check in every event. I knew I was going to make the championship. Like, I didn't have any pressure, so I was right. able to go fish for the win. And then once I felt that, now I'm able to, like, do that a little more often you know and and have that kind of i don't know i, I just just that peace of mind that i can yeah. go practice the win and if i don't find the winning deal then i can resort back to my skills and still cut a check you know and uh man i, I think that's that's been huge that, that that's been a huge part of uh evolving as an angler and growing so. That's awesome. What's it been like running a tackle business? We've, we, it's been a while since we've talked to you. I have to go back and look. It would have been about six episodes or so since we actually <laughs> had you. I know we talk about that like, I mean, you know, he just keeps winning. I mean, heck, you know, cash and checks and heck, let's get him on. I mean, how, how's yeah. that? Has, has that settled in? I mean, you know, being a business owner in the yeah, so, tackle world. Uh, we, we made some changes. Uh, we moved where everything was yes. getting uh, made. Uh, that has been phenomenal. Uh, the place that we moved it to, the people there, amazing. I'll give them a shout out. It's bigdaddybaits.com. Go check out Big Daddy Bait. Well, I, they're getting their website set up. They don't have it set up yet. Um, okay. But it's Big Daddy Baits. Uh, Brian Hatfield, uh, he fishes MPFL, and uh, they, they live – really close to where I live and uh man they've helped us out a lot. Um uh, just good people and uh as far as the business side of things goes, it's just uh man, it's a learning curve. You know, like I've got to learn the business. I, I need a good year to kind of see how things go. You know, like when I need to be working on this product or doing this product or releasing a product or anything so uh right now i've got a uh, apparel coming in i got apparel and hats and stuff like oh, that cool. so, uh, cool. yeah so we'll be uh putting that out hopefully the end of this week first of next week so um if y'all are interested in any of that hop on there and grab your hop shirt on there hop on where hop on there hop in where where are you <laughs> hop on oh omega custom tackle.com that's what they need to hear man that's right. So, uh, yeah, y'all check us out, man. Uh, I, I want to grow this thing. I want to, it, it's a big company in the Midwest. So Missouri, Ozarks, all that stuff, uh, our, out our way, that Eastern side, uh, it, it's, I, that's where I'm wanting to kind of get the foothold going that direction too. Of course, I want to keep that Missouri and Midwest area as well, but I'm really making a big push for this Eastern side of the United States to learn what Omega is. All right, guys. So make sure you check out Omega Custom Baits. 
tackle. And um, is besides the website, are you guys on any other sites, Tackle Warehouse or anything of that nature? Oh, yeah. We're Tackle Warehouse. Uh, my sponsor, Baitworks. Uh, you can go to baitworks.com. Uh, they don't have everything, but they've got a lot of stuff. So, like, if you want to see everything that we've got, go to our website. If you want to get free shipping on 50 bucks, go hit up one of those guys. Yeah, we just, uh, we, just, we just signed an affiliate deal with uh, Discount Tackle. Okay. So, well, yeah, we need we to just, get connected. Yes, we need to get. Yes, I will. I need. I will try to remind to send you the information so you can get connected. So they're growing, and uh, they've got about. I think you said about forty thousand products so far. If if I remember correctly, still thirty thousand behind Tackle Warehouse. But hey, they'll get there, man. They will. Tackle Warehouse is the the mecca of all meccas. It is. I mean, it's like how. I mean, it's like you can't ask for. I mean, it's huge. So much crap out there. Taylor, brother, congratulations on the win. Thank you for uh, coming on and talking with us again. Enjoy your hunt. Uh, enjoy your uh, off season. Hopefully we can get you back on in 2023 and start talking about the plans and the thoughts on the future. And uh, we're, you know, we're seeing a lot of people make, you know, changes. And seeing a lot of people go this direction, that direction. It's that time of the year for everyone. And uh, I know a lot of people are, you know, on their minds so you got to go where the money is and where some people going for the fame some going for the glory and some going for a paycheck but uh we want we want all the above (laughs) all the above boom there you go but we're we're gonna give the glory instead of take it so uh there you go that that's kind of my motto but uh that's it that's um i don't know exactly uh i don't know exactly what the plan is next year so y'all take Stay tuned. Go follow us. Go uh, check out TaylorWatkinsFishing.com or not .com. Instagram, TaylorWatkinsFishing and uh, on Facebook as well. And uh, keep up with us. See what we're going to be doing next year. All right. You heard him right there. Head on over and give him a follow on social media. And uh, brother, we appreciate you coming on and talking with us again. And uh, congratulations on the big win. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. All right, guys, we really, really appreciate Mr. Taylor Watkins coming on and talking with us tonight with Omega Custom Tackle, Fishing, you name it. Head on over, check out all his great products, as well as check out his Instagram and Facebook page. Guys, he's a great angler. You know, he's coming into his own and uh, as an angler, and, you know, he's put in the time, and here he is with three NPFL trophies. So congratulations to him. Um. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll not have a show next week. We'll be enjoying the holiday, but we'll be back the week after. And then we got a couple of weeks and then Christmas and then New Year's. And so we're going to be skipping a few shows because we got a few holidays coming up. But thank you guys all for listening. We hopefully will have more information about some changes and some updates here at thebasscast.com. And uh, guys, don't forget, head on over and check out Wildland Coffee co.co and check out all the great coffee that they have it's amazing i'm not gonna lie to you guys eight eight ounces of water eight minutes if you're outdoors and you got one of little heaters heat the water up boom there you go coffee fresh it's amazing but uh thank you to wildland coffee for sponsoring tonight's show and being a part of basscast radio and guys don't forget 
FastCast10 gets you 10% off your first order from Wildland Coffee. So thank you guys again. Have a great night, everyone. Hopefully I have the geek back. He actually ended up getting called into work. And that's the way life rolls. So have a great night. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye, everyone. Be safe out on the water. And always don't forget to wear your life jacket, especially this time of the year, because it's going to be cold the next couple of weeks. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.